How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 25 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today we're going to catch up on all the weekend news from spring training. Uh, players are getting hot, some players are getting cold, uh, so we're going to go over all that stuff. We'll also go over some injury news, and then at the end of the show, I'll uh, plug a couple of shows that I'll be appearing on, so uh, we'll do all that stuff. But before I do uh, any news and future plugs, here's some other plugs for you. Uh, follow us at Locked On A's on Twitter or me personally at ByJasonB. Uh, if you have mailbag questions for us or something you'd like to hear me talk about on an episode, you could hit us up on Twitter or at our Gmail account at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, send us over emails and I'll talk about stuff on the show because, uh, you know, it's always fun to hear what the fans want to know about and uh, get my opinion on. So, we can do that at any time, and I will incorporate it as soon as I can. Um, so, for spring training news, the A's played two split squad games, uh, well, four games total, two days worth of split squad games. And uh, so, they won all four of them, uh, three against Cleveland and then one against the Royals. So, now they're six and six on the uh, on the spring training docket. So, that's nice. They're back at 500 already. That was quick. Uh, so, everything's coming up roses. Um, on the injury front, uh, Dalton Jeffries got his MRI results and they showed no damage to the, uh, to the elbow area. Uh, but there is a little bit of a strain on the upper bicep. This is coming from MLB.com. Um, the, there is no timetable right now, but maybe by the time you're listening to this, they'll have a timetable because he's set to, uh, visit with the orthopedic specialist on Monday, which is probably today by the time you're listening to this, um, so Dalton Jeffries, we'll see, you know, when he's going to be back on a mound. He's going to start the season in AAA most likely. Uh, he has great control and has a lot of promise. Uh, injuries have been his bugaboo, so got to get that. If he's healthy, he can be a contributor for the A's definitely uh, in 2020. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, also on the injury front, uh, Jonah Hyam, he... Was hit by a pitch on Saturday, and he got a shin contusion. So he's out for some amount of time. I'm not sure how long. Um, no, nobody reported how long, but, you know, shin contusion. So he'll be out for probably a few days to maybe a week or so, uh, which isn't great news for Jonah Hyam because he's uh, battling uh, Austin Allen to be the team's backup catcher behind Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy is still set to debut on Tuesday. Um, so... Allen keeps, you know, hitting the ball very well, and Hyam, he hasn't played much in AAA, so it would make sense that they would, you know, put Hyam in AAA, get him a little bit more seasoning at a higher level before bringing him up to the majors. Austin Allen is no slouch. He'd be a great uh, offensive catcher to have as a backup. Uh, he bats lefty, so that's another plus. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes if Hyam, you know, how long it takes Hyam to get back into the A's lineup. Because uh, any time missed is de definitely detrimental to him making the opening day squad. Uh, but I don't really have many doubts that both of them will be on the roster. Uh, both of them being uh, Austin Allen and Jonah Hyam uh, will be on the A's roster at some point this season. Uh, there's 26 guys. You got plenty of space. Uh, and, you know, catchers get hurt sometimes. Whether they get, you know, a foul tip off the mask or something. Obviously, we're not rooting for anybody to get injured so that, you know, we can have all three of these catchers on the team. But uh, it, it'll probably happen at some point and somebody will miss time and Hyam will get a call and we'll see what he looks like in uh, green and gold. So that'll be fun. 
As for the games this weekend, uh, Shamanaya started on Saturday in Vegas, and he went three innings, gave up four hits and two earned runs, and struck out two. Uh, after the game, he said that he'd been working on a new slider grip uh, in between starts with the pitching coach, and uh, his grip is a little bit more tight now, and he's basically changing it from a slider to a cutter because of just how he holds the ball. Uh, so there's going to be a little bit less movement on it, but he's he said that he was hitting 85 with it, uh, with the new grip. And according to fan graphs, he was averaging roughly 79 miles an hour with his slider. So now he might be changing it to an 85-mile-an-hour cutter, which uh, could be interesting. He, he said that he's excited and he, he likes feeling those juices flowing, uh, that he's making progress on something because he wanted to tighten up his slider, uh, not like literally like into a cutter tighter, but, you know, he wanted to refine his slider, and it looks like he might be doing that. And if he was pitching with a crappy slider uh, when he was, you know, doing really well before the wild card game, then if you add a cutter, hey, he might be really decent. Uh, uh, in that same game, uh, J.B. Wendelkin followed Manaya in the fourth inning. He gave up three earned on five hits, and he struck out two. Uh, so that's not great for J.B. Wendelkin, but... I think he's going to be fine. He, he's definitely, I, he'll be a part of the, the bullpen for this season for sure. Um, Lou Trevino's doing really well. He had a one inning pitch, struck out two. So he's rebounded very nicely after, you know, I tried to get him off the team after one spring training outing. I'm joking. I was not trying to get him off the team. And then TJ McFarland is the last bullpen member, likely bullpen member for the A's, who uh, pitched in this game. And he went one inning, gave up two hits. Um, again, he came over on, uh, waivers right after the 2019 season ended from, uh, Arizona. So he's going to be a nice le lefty option for Bob Melvin to use, I think. And, uh, we'll see how he does for the green and gold. I want to pause for a sec here. And then on the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk about second base and, you know, some other key performers from the weekend like Seth Brown. And we're back. Um, so in Sunday's game, that's today for me tomorrow, yesterday for you guys. Uh, Luzardo pitched three innings in Las Vegas. He said that it was nice to get back into Vegas because that's where he learned how to pitch, keeping the ball down in the zone and filling up the strike zone so he doesn't walk guys because uh, then he can get a cheap home run hit off him, and then, uh, then he allowed way more runs. So he enjoyed being back there. He allowed one hit and struck out three. Uh, all three strikeouts were on the changeup, which he has described as his put-away pitch. Um, Bob Melvin said that he had everything working for him today and he looked electric, which, uh, things like that get me very excited about the upcoming season between Puck, Manaya and Luzardo just firing on all cylinders right now. I mean, I know that Manaya has been giving up runs, but, uh, he's got a new pitch and I like that. I get excited about things like that. And then I let it go to my head and I'm like, oh, they're not going to lose a game this year. Um, anyways. Uh, the one hit that Luzardo allowed was an infield single that was off the bat of Roberto Perez, who uh, the team, the Cleveland broadcasters described as one of the slowest people in baseball. Uh, he basically hit a chopper that died on the infield grass, but uh, Chapman was playing on the outfield grass, so he came into charge and he had no shot at throwing at anybody, even the world's slowest runner. Um, so that was the one hit that Luzardo gave up. Also in that game, uh, Birch Smith, the player that the A's got from the Giants a couple weeks back, uh, he went two innings and struck out three. He was only supposed to go one inning, but he looked so good in the first inning of work that they gave him a second one. 
And uh, Bob Melvin's been saying that he's been impressed by his work so far. So uh, maybe he's like a dark horse candidate to actually make the team out on opening day. We'll see. Uh, and then there's uh, Jamie Schultz. He went. He's one of the guys I like to talk about. That's why I'm talking about him. Uh, he pitched today, yesterday, however you want to go with it. Uh, he went one inning, gave up two hits, and struck out a batter. Uh, he didn't allow any runs. He has a three ERA on, in spring training right now, for like three or four innings or whatever. Um, so we'll see. I, th- I still think that he's like a later in the year candidate to make the, the bullpen, but... Uh, Okay, so this is very, very specific few of you guys. Uh, if you're playing fantasy baseball and you have a pretty good uh, rotation or, you know, cast of pitchers that has that can take an ERA hit uh, and Jaime, or J- Jamie Schultz, sorry, it's spelled Jaime, it's pronounced Jamie. Jamie Schultz makes it to the majors and one of your categories in your league is strikeouts per nine, like K slash nine, um, get him. Because he will help you win that category in your Roto League. And that is a very specific reference. to. I spent a lot of time doing fantasy baseball drafts today, so it's kind of on my mind. Uh, I did not draft him because he's not in the majors yet. But if he makes it to the A's, uh, get him. If you can afford it in ERA. Because he's probably going to have a couple of blow-up games. But uh, get him, I think. We'll see. Uh, keep an eye on him you know, in Vegas because that's a hitter's park. So if he has like a decent ERA there, then maybe he's figured something out. And then, uh, and then get them. Um, so that's my Jamie Schultz talk for Monday's pod. Uh, I'm sure that I'll get to him on Wednesday or Thursday whenever he pitches again and uh, go from there. As far as the second base race, um, some guys had a good weekends and some did not. Uh, let's start with the good. Tony Kemp. Oh, my God. He went five for eight with three runs, a double, a walk, and a strikeout. Uh, so he's hitting 444 in spring through like 18 at bats or whatever, uh, with an on-base percentage of 524. So I think he wants to make the team. And I, I've i said it before, I think that he was kind of not guaranteed a spot. And Like if he like stunk it up, he wasn't going to get one. But with the numbers he's putting up and the consistent playing time and everything, he's shown that he belongs. So I think he's really starting to turn that pencil into some ink real quick. Uh, if he has like another week and a half, two weeks of anything similar to this, he's on the team. Next on the list, uh, Vimeo Machin. He went two for seven with three runs scored and a double. He is now hitting 300 with an on-base percentage of 333. Uh, so, you know, he's having a pretty good spring in, in limited at-bats. Uh, he's got a little bit more power uh, than anybody else has really shown so far. Um, so that's nice. Also, it was reported that he's been walking up to uh, Welcome to the Machine by Pink Floyd. And I really feel like he should make the team just because of that. Also, it's obvious that Bob Melvin's been listening to the podcast because he started him at second base uh, this weekend. So that was nice. Thank you for doing that. Um, Somebody who did not start at second base today is Frank Lambretto, who started in center field. And... uh, he didn't have a good day or a good weekend. He went one for four with a run scored. Oh, no, sorry. I was starting to read uh, Jorge Mateo. They both went one for four. Uh, Barreto went one for, for four with a run scored, an RBI, two walks, and a strikeout. He's hitting 250 with a 318 on base. So he's doing all right. He's got a little more pop than uh, Jorge Mateo. So that's a plus, I guess. Uh, I was listening to, I think it was the A's Plus podcast. Uh, Susan Slosser has good work, so 
you got to give her uh, some listens every now and then. And she was saying that she thinks that uh, Barreto's got a little bit of an, of an edge on Mateo just because he's been with the organization longer. And he's got a little bit more pop and a higher ceiling. So, And I also was listening to the Baseball America podcast where they, I believe it was Emily Walden was talking about the A's prospects. And uh, they were she was mentioning how A's coaches and stuff were openly uh, talking about how Jorge Mateo does not put in the work. And so I have soured on Mateo a little bit over the weekend. Uh, so that's less fun. Uh, he's, what are they? I think they uh, likened him to Lou Gehrig, where he's got all of the athletic ability in the world, but he's not doing the work. And uh, that sucks. So maybe he's going to be the one that's on waivers now. Um, my mind is is changing. We'll see. Because basically they were like, uh, they were saying if coaches are openly saying this, then that means that they've put in the work to try to make them do it. And if they're just going to talk about it, then they're kind of fed up with it at that point. So we'll see. So with that prelude, let's get into Jorge Mateo stats from the weekend and for spring training overall. He went one for four with a run, a stolen base, two walks, three strikeouts, and is hitting 188 with a 350 on base. So while the batting average is terrible, he still has the second ba- second best on base percentage of the four guys vying for his second base, uh, just behind Tony Kemp, who's got a 524. Um, so that could be something that they look at. I, I don't know. Um, I think that they'd like to see his batting average a little bit above 188 in spring training. But that's just my opinion. Uh, so yeah, there's all of that stuff. Um, also, Seth Brown went three for six this weekend with two runs scored, a grand slam, five RBI, a double, and is currently hitting 444 with a 474 on base and is slugging a ridiculous 944. You think he wants to be on this club? Maybe, you know, I, obviously he knows that Stephen Biscotti's not playing. I think he's trying to prove that, you know, they should put him on as opposed to, you know, an extra middle infield or, or something like that. And uh, roll with Seth Brown. I'd be okay with that, I think. I, I It's the waiver thing. I don't want to lose guys to waivers. But also, I want the best team on the field. And Seth Brown seems to be a piece like uh, Ramon Laureano when Dustin Fowler got hurt a couple years back. Uh, he just kind of took the spot. And I feel like that might be what Seth Brown's trying to prove right now. He's like, hey, no, I'm going to play left field for this team. Just watch. And uh, we'll see how that goes. As for Monday's game, uh, the A's are playing at 6.05 Pacific time. So it'll be a night game. Uh, I believe it's going to be on MLB Network Live. So uh, if you got MLB Network, go ahead and watch the A's tomorrow. They're going to be playing the Cubs. And uh, Frankie Montas is going to get the start for the A's. Um, Bob Melvin said, according to the Chronicle that uh, after two split squad games, or, you know, the weekend of split squad games, uh, the A's regulars are likely to get a little bit of rest, especially their pitchers. So uh, we might not see, you know, the full cusp of, you know, the Chapmans and Olsons and stuff tomorrow. But, uh... oh, and one last thing before I get out of here. Um, I appeared on the Locked On MLB podcast. Uh, so that'll be dropping Monday morning. So depending on when you listen to this, it might already be up. So, uh, check me out on the locked on MLB podcast. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to be recording with locked on Mariners. He's doing a trivia show. And, uh, I listened to a previous episode. I'm going to be so bad at this. So if you want to have a good laugh, uh, listen to that one. 
Uh, that should probably drop on Thursday, I imagine. I don't know what a schedule is like, but uh, we are recording on Wednesday, so probably Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometime this week. Um, check it out. I'll promote it on our social media channels at Locked On A's and me personally at By Jason B. Give us a follow, give us a like, uh, subscribe, do what you do. Uh, go out there and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow.